remind you about that. Well, good to see everybody today. Really excited about the message for today, but first a couple, wanted to highlight a couple things I thought were, you know, they made me chuckle to, uh, recently. So, saw this one. It turns out that the answer to all of my problems was not at the bottom of this pint of ice cream. But the important thing is that I tried. Here's a fun fact. Women spend more time wondering what men are thinking than men spend actually thinking. (laughs) This is not good theology. I'm just throwing out a few jokes here. (laughs) I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily committed to these as truth. (laughs) So a passenger airplane is flying along at about 500 miles per hour, and the co-pilot suddenly turns to the pilot and asks, hey... What is a mountain goat doing way up here in this cloud bank? (laughs) Think about that one. (laughs) Well, that was a good one. (laughs) I want to speak with you about, with the help of our our staff and our uh, and um, some of our preaching team and our board. I asked each of them to give me the top five, the top three things that their mom did right. So I got all these things that their moms did right over the years and that they remember. And I collated it all. And, I, and I, we're going to do a countdown from the... We're going give, to give talk about the top five things, what their mom did right, that they mentioned. And... From five, to, uh, t- starting with number five, all the way to the first thing, the, the thing that got the most votes for what they did right. But before I do that, I want to have a couple of uh, comments of introduction. But I want to start with Proverbs 31, verse 28 and following. Now, all across America, the, the uh, wife of noble character in Proverbs is being preached and in a, as a this is what you women should be doing, <laughs> concept. And I want to relieve you from that. I, I think that it would be really easy to read Psalm, I mean, Proverbs 31, and think, oh my gosh, I, I don't even want to do those things, <laughs> let alone achieve them. Um, and Cindy Sweet mentioned to me in last night's service, she said, you know, I think that th- this idealism of the Proverbs 31 woman is a, is a montage of all the best that Christian women can be all in one picture. And I thought, wow, that makes a lot of sense. That's a good, great application, illustration that, of that. So I'm, I'm going to meditate on that a bit. I think it's kind of cool. But I do want to emphasize the verse 28 and following as we begin um, our introductory remarks here this morning. This, this amazing woman, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the city gates. That's where all the leaders of the city and everybody, all the guys uh, hung out to talk about stuff. And they, they just... This woman, is her husband just brags about her every single day in the city gates, and so do her kids. I want to speak in terms of introduction first to all of us 
that, that um, our moms, the moms in our life, if we're married to a mom or we're thinking about our own moms, they need praise. I think it's not insignificant that the fifth commandment of the Ten Commandments is honor your father and your mother. Moms need praise. In fact, that's the, only, that's the only commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you. God wanted to especially emphasize that one for the fruitfulness of life, that there's a direct link between us honoring our mom and dad, our, in this context, honoring our mom, and things going well in our life. And I believe that moms need praise and compliments and encouraging words as much as they need air. It's really important to them. And I want to especially just emphasize that in, in, all, in, in the most serious tone I can because it's, I believe it is crucial. I want us to also think about, as we talk about the, the, what moms did, did right and what, do right, what they do right, that this could trigger appreciation for the moms in your life. Cause it to trigger thoughts of appreciation for you to think about. Just preparing this message made me think of something my mom did for me that I had never thanked her for as an adult before she went to heaven. I, I wish I would have. One of the things that she did for me was she, every, every time, I kind of, for my birthday presents, I wanted different, Exotic pets, actually. But for me, it was. I, I got turtles one year. I got squirrels one year. I got chipmunks one year. I got a parakeet one year. You know, we had, we had a dog that was a golden retriever. And um, I asked for a, a monkey one <laughs> And they came this close to buying me a squirrel monkey, but the, but the pet store person said, well, it bites. So they decided not to. <laughs> I'm thankful for that, too. So... If you're a mom today, I want to encourage you today and every day to allow yourself, relax and allow yourself an ability to savor and cherish compliments. Don't, don't let them just roll off you like water off a duck's back, but let them sink into your heart when someone gives you a compliment for your mothering. And feel, don't feel guilty about slapping you're patting yourself on the back and saying, I, I'm sure a great mom. Or looking in the mirror and saying, I'm, I'm a great mom and this is why. That would be aligning yourself with God's word. It's appropriate to do that. This, uh, we're at the end of, the, uh, of, the, of my talk today, we're going to have all the moms, whether they're biological moms, spiritual moms, um, foster moms, whatever moms, any, anyone, uh, any of all you gals here to come forward and we're going to bless you, pray for you and give you a rose, a single rose just as a symbol of our appreciation as New Song Church um, to honor who you are as a mom in Jesus. This is a cartoon sort of a, I think expresses our sentiments towards you. 
Mom, we've hired a few people to fill in for you while you relax on Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you feel that way, you guys? And in, and in concluding my introductory remarks, <laughs> I would like to speak to everyone today that is experiencing some sense of loss on Mother's Day because you're, perhaps your mom has gone to heaven too early. I know with I... When I, um, when I asked our different leaders to give me three things, I'd forgotten that Marty Peterson's mom went to heaven when she was six. And so she has, she's gone through her whole life with a, with a sort of a deep loss in her heart. But I wonder if um, others, others have, uh, others uh, as moms have, lost children. I, I'm recognizing that, that, that there's been miscarriages, that there's been abortions in our context. Uh, before you came to Christ, uh, you had an abortion, and that still is a grieve, grievous uh, experience to you in your heart. And I'm just reminded that Jesus, when, when Jesus was born as our Redeemer, in Bethlehem at that first Christmas, that Matthew includes this odd, at first, at first read, it's like, why do you have to include this in such a celebrating, wonderful story of the coming of Christ? But it's a story of the slaughter of the innocents by Herod, all the, all the kids that were killed by Herod. And I think that as I prayed about that, I feel like God gave me insight that no matter what, level of loss we experience in this life that it, the, the, the phrase is about Rachel weeping for her children and she would not be comforted because they are not. That the only thing that can, that can fully help a mom who's lost a child is the child and that's not going to happen in this life. There's things that can give, give you comfort but there's this huge loss. But why is that in the Gospels? Because Jesus the Redeemer was born to declare to us that in glory, the most severe, deepest heart pain of a mom losing a child, the worst possible imagination that you could think of, that because the Redeemer, Jesus, has been born, there will not be loss in heaven. Everything will be restored Every experience of loss will be fully restored to you in glory. And if you have experienced this, this deep loss of a mom or a child, I assure you in the name of the Lord Jesus that, you, that when you see that, that child, that mom in glory, that you will experience a fullness of relationship where you will say, Pastor Dan was right when he preached that on that Mother's Day in 2022. I am so excited that there wasn't loss for me. Everything is redeemed. Everything is restored. The Bible in Isaiah says that God will comfort you like a mom comforts her her child. So it's in the heart of God to comfort us. And I wonder if you would agree with me that God has comforted Marty. I think Marty has, Marty Peterson in the loss of her mom that God came to her in a unique way, a beautiful way, and brought her the deep comfort in the Holy Spirit. I don't know of anyone 
that it experiences and expresses the beauty of the comfort of the Holy Spirit as the comforter, like Marty Peterson does. And we all appreciate that depth of the Spirit in Marty's life. And, um, and I think that it flows from her personal journey because she lost her mom. She, has, she got the comfort she needed from the Father, from God. So there can be this huge loss. I remember reading a, in a, a poem some years ago about a, an older lady, senior saint, who was describing uh, her sense of loss in losing a child. And the, it was a poem. And the poem, I don't remember the poem, but I remember this ending. I'll never forget it. It says, uh, it was 60 years ago. It was yesterday. Jesus is going to redeem that. <laughs> and he, so we respect that, what's going on with you, some of us on Mother's Day today that have experiencing a sense of, of loss at some level. I just want to assure you that your day's coming for restoration and redemption. So countdown for the top five things our mom did right. Five, <laughs> they blessed their child by having a cheerful, positive contented demeanor. And I'm going to hook each one of these to a, an anchor scripture. John 16, verse 33 reads, These things have I spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. My friends, when Jesus declared that, he declared it as God. And would you agree with me that when God declares something, what is declared actually reverberates through um, the universe. It creates what is declared. Jesus declared that, that because he has come, no matter what tribulation, in this context, certainly any of us, but in this context for moms, no matter what stress factor might be in your life or difficulty you've experienced, <clears throat> that Jesus has said, you have a real, true option for peace and a real, true option for cheer because, you're, because you can operate not out of your emotions in life, but you can operate out of your spirit, your spirit man, your, your spirit person has been born of God and, and can align with what, it can align with what God has said you can do. Aren't you glad you've been liberating from being led around by your feelings? Aren't you glad for that? That you have something more solid. You can live out of values and you can live out of your spirit person, spirit man. Cheryl Huckel says, my mom always saw the positive side of every situation. Alyssa Wanjohi says, and we'll just allow each one of these to sink in. My mom modeled contentment in all circumstances. Brenda Mickelson says, My mom was very lighthearted and she laughed a lot. Now, in each of these statements, all the way through as I quote people, that people that you know, some of you don't know um, all of them, but the ones that you know, just ask yourself the question, do you see their mom in what they say about their mom. 
I mean, I see that in Brenda. My mom was lighthearted, and she laughed a lot. There you go, that mom imprint. Steve Philo says, my mom always had a spirit of joy, and we could always count on her to laugh, even at our bad jokes. <laughs> David Mickelson says about his mother, my mom served God with all of her heart as long as I can remember, often with passion, always with her own whimsical style. Her own whimsical style. Even though moms have a calling to live out of their spirits, it behooves us, it is incumbent upon us as a church family and as people that have moms in our lives to make a bold commitment to serve uh, the moms in our life to try to make their life easier, to be, have their life be blessed, and to have them be encouraged and blessed in ways that aren't directly related to being a mom. That releases them to enjoy their motherhood and excel in motherhood even more when they aren't just wearing their motherhood hat all the time, but have other hats that celebrate who they are. For instance, in the Proverbs 31 woman that is so celebrated, I remind you that she has, she has even though her husband and kids praise her, she has things in her life that are, make her fully happy that have nothing to do with being a mom. For instance, she sells a field. She sells real estate. And she buys a vineyard. She would be owner of one of the vineyards around here if she was around here. She made money. She's a business person. And um, she then bought a retail store and sold clothes. She's really an entrepreneurial spirit. And because her husband and because her kids served that, those things in her life and tried to make her happy and what the things... I want to ask you a question. What makes your mom happy? Yeah, being your mom, I know. Yeah, I know being your, being, being your mom makes her happy. But what else makes her happy? Be sure you serve those things in her life. Help her to flourish in those things in her life. And it will all come back on you and your kids for sure. I think the word of God guarantees that. My mom, we grew up on, I grew up on a 320-acre farm in Bear Prairie, Washington. So I have a concern about bears even to this day. I grew up with Bear Prairie. And uh, up County Road 11, four miles, lived my, my uncle and his, and his wife, my Aunt Alice, my mom's sister, four miles up County Road 11. They had an 80-acre farm up there. And, and my mom spent so much time just hanging out with her sister back and forth with that, that four-mile drive, that, that uh, four-mile bike ride for us kids. And my dad blessed that. He was excited about it. He served that. And it made my mom have more joy in her heart and in her life. You never hurt by sharpening your axe if you're a woodchopper. My dad always had a sharp axe. I have a scar to prove it on my finger when he went like this one time and I came up behind him. <laughs> sharp axe. And the reason he could always cut wood so fast is because he took time to sharpen the axe. And you know, these fun things that we can serve in, our, in the moms in our life, our wife, if her wife is a mom, to 
absolutely bless those things is a, is a kind of sharpening of the axe for all of life for her. So whatever it is, I with, with the utmost um, emphasis appeal to us all. Find out what the two or three things are and make it your life goal to serve and see those excel in her life. Four, countdown to one. They bless their child through empathetic listening and teaching. Proverbs 22, verse six reads, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I remind you that in the Hebrew, the phrase reads, train up a child according to their way. According to their way. So what moms have done is that what, what, what moms do is that they are a student, a scholar, a, um, a, a uh, very enthusiastic contemplator of their child's way that's unique to them. What are their gifts? What are their strengths? And, and works with trying to see those flourish. Steve Philo says, my mom helped us in our gifts. Things like accompanying me when I played cornet in a contest. Victoria Lopez, my mom taught me how to cook, how to crochet, how to knit, how to embroider. Pat Daly, I remind you, Pat has a music business, teaches keyboard, always loved music. But this is what happened when he was a child. My mom got me piano lessons and took me to concerts. Can you see the influence and the impact of these? Early on, the imprint's there. Then she also taught me the Lord's Prayer in Psalm 23. Way to go, Mrs. Daly. Jim Wolfe, my mom taught me to consider other people's feelings. Do you see that in Jim? And to enjoy and respect nature. State forester, administrator. You see that in Jim? Oh, it's mom's fault. Alyssa Wanjoey, our youth pastor. My mom taught me to always finish what I started and the importance of loyalty. Kathy Greger. My mom taught me that life was not going to be easy, so I better be tough. Michelle Wolf. My mom gave me a lot of insight and good advice. Misty Duke. My mom was and continues to be always available for me to share problems or difficulties. She's a great listener and has a lot of wisdom. There's that active listening theme. Now here's one for our professional counselor, Kendra Roden-Hills. Listen. If you know Kendra, listen to what she says about her mom. Very much an imprint on Kendra. My mom always saw our hearts and tried to truly understand us with genuine humility. You see the influence of moms? The more you know these leaders, the more you know what, that, what these mean. Countdown to one, number three, they creatively imparted high personal value to their child. Psalm 127 verse three is our anchor verse. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Highly valued. 
Jeremiah Pickerel. My mom always let us know we were valued and loved. Brenda Mickelson. My mom made our school lunches every day, and she made us dinner every day, and we sat down to dinner together every day. See the establishment of value on kids. Misty Duke, at Christmas, here's a cool one. At Christmas, my mom would decorate nearly every room of the house. She created such a fun, festive time. Victoria Lopez, my mom always praised me when I accomplished even small tasks. Kendra, um, Kendra Roden Hills says, my mom always made it a point to take each of us school clothes shopping one at a time and, and she made a day of it. Anthony Wanjohi, my mom believed in me and never gave up on me. We're glad for that, Anthony. Mary Vaughn, prophet, fivefold ministry prophet in our midst. My mom believed in me and often told me how much she trusted me and how I could do anything. Many of you know and have enjoyed movies or films that John Krasinski has been in, and he got his breakthrough role in The Office. It's a comedy series. Don't recommend it, but that's where he got his star. It's a famous series, his start. But I want you to listen to what he says about his mom in this uh, one-and-a-half-minute clip. At the Eugene O'Neill Center, changed my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, your dad, uh, dad's a doctor. Yep. Mom's a nurse. Mm-hmm. Very respectable jobs. Yes. Were they at all worried about you doing something quite so vagabond as being an actor? Um, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were Did very... they express their worry? Did they say, please don't throw your life no, away? No, I'm, I'm from one of those amazing families where I was leaving that theater school that I told you. Truly, my mom came to pick me up from that theater school after 16 weeks or something. And as soon as the car left the driveway of the school, I said, I'm moving to New York and I'm going to be an actor. And my mom paused for probably a half a second and she said, great, go do it. The only thing I ask you is in two and a half or three years, if you don't have any sense that this is going to happen, we used to fish as kids. So she was like, if you don't get a nibble or a bite in two and a half or three years, you have to make me one promise. And I said, what? And she said, you got to pull yourself out because as your mother, you can't ask me to uh, tell you to give up on your dreams. And I said, that's so profound and yes, fair. Cut to two and a half years later, I was like, um, so I'm out. This is terrible. It's so scary. <laughs> this is the worst. Waiting tables, not as fun as they say. And she said, you know, it's September. Just wait it out. Just wait till the end of the year. Don't give up just yet. I was ready to, I was telling her to come get me. And, uh, In New three, York? Yeah. And three weeks later, I got the office. Wow. Yep. And that worked out. Catholic mom. Countdown to one, number two. They installed in their child great honor for God and for his word. Isaiah 54, verse 13. All of your children shall be taught by the Lord. See the sovereignty of God motif in the life of the covenant family? All of your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. What a promise for all of our kids. God is at work in our kids' lives. And so we can partner with him by instilling in them the word and, the, and church life and things related to God and the beauty of the gospel. Remember Paul, what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1? The faith that you have, man, it was, at first was in your grandmother Lois and in your mom Eunice. Now it's in you, man. 
So there is that impartation of, spir- of spiritual, spiritual things, a spiritual imprint from moms to kids. Michelle Wolf says, my mom grounded us in good morals and the word. Margie Daly, my mom faithfully took me to church. Cheryl Huckel, my mom always made sure we had nightly family devotions and regular church attendance. Brenda Mickelson, my mom got us to church every single Sunday, even though my dad didn't go. Dan Mickelson, my mom prayed with us before sleep every night. Pat Daly, my mom prayed with me and tucked me in bed every night. Alyssa Wanjoe, my mom instilled in me a biblical view of my identity in Christ. Beautiful. Countdown, what they did right, here's number one. What they did right, number one. They were incredibly good examples to their child. Incredibly good examples. The scripture I'm going to share as an anchor point is a little bit different, but it makes sense. You'll see it in just a moment. The Apostle Paul, when he's writing to a revival church, just a few months after he'd left that revival, going strong in Thessalonica, he writes to them and says to them in chapter 2, I was among you like a mom, and I was among you like a dad. Fundamentally, what he's saying is part and parcel of an apostolic culture, and anything you see in the apostles, you can say that needs to be in an apostolic culture, revival culture, kingdom culture church like ours. There must be a spiritual imprint of fatherhood, and there must be a spiritual imprint of motherhood. Both are important. The apostle says, I was like with you like a dad, I was like with you like a mom. He's saying there must be a, a mother's voice in a revival church community. We must not just be a male-dominated revival culture. We must have the voice, the female voice, the mother voice. It must happen. It must happen. This is the example that some of our Leaders have said about their, their moms. My mom's faith was unshakable, says Anthony Wanjohi. My mom's faith was unshakable. What an example. David Mickelson says, my mom set us an example of how to live with a faithful devotional life and involvement in various good causes. My mom also set us an example by giving her life to helping my dad, his ministry. Notice it. Brenda helped me down through the years, but she also was released to do her own expression of Jesus' life and service. Mary Vaughn says, I've never seen a better or more faithful example of unconditional love other than Jesus himself, with reference to my mom. Never seen a better example than my mom of unconditional love. Margie Daly says, my mom was a great model of faith and perseverance. Friends, ladies, so are you. Ladies at home, so are you. You are a great model of faith and perseverance. Hope you feel encouraged with that. Let's stand up. And can we have, if you're a 
foster mom, if you're an adopt, uh, have um, a, a, you're a biological mom, if you have adopted children, if you have, um, if you have a mom, if you have, if you are a spiritual mom, basically every single girl, lady that is within the range of my voice should come up here if you can to the altar. We're going to bless you, pray for you. I've asked Jeremiah and David and Brenda to verbalize our blessing over you. We are going to have music playing, and then we also are going to have healing uh, experience at the altar for anybody that needs healing prayer we're going to have our team up here and can we have some of our other leaders uh, just come up behind and just gently touch the shoulder of each of these gals can we have each of these gals just blessed while we're while we're expressing a prayer of blessing on them just as you're all you're all coming forward just to remind what this is what are what are the sample from our leaders? What our moms did right? They blessed their child by having a cheerful, positive, contented demeanor. They blessed their child through empathetic listening and teaching. They creatively imparted high personal value to their child. They instilled in their child great honor for God and His Word, and they were incredibly good examples to their child. They were on fire for King Jesus. Brenda, express our first prayer, okay? So, Father, you see these ladies here that are mothers, spiritual mothers, and we recognize in the world, in life, the mother heart is part of what is the fabric of life, that unconditional love, that nurturing hug, that uh, sacrificial loving and giving. And so we bless each one of them, myself included, that we look to you continually to get strength and help and love and continue to happily be mothers, happily mothers in the Lord and proud of that uh, call on our life. I bless each one of us to love being a mother Thank you. Yosana kiano, suye kiatai tu, shana su korana yi, shana koyatana si, yosianaiki. Yonaya soyaku, suku taitaku, shakura nanasi. From you, from you has birthed forth life. Life has come from you. And from me, you have accepted my life into your life. And from you, life, birth, eternal now, with my spirit in you, you hold the umbrella of life. You shield those from hurt. 
and you restore life to the brokenhearted. You bring forth life anew in my spirit. You mothers, feel my arms surrounding you. Feel my heart touching you now in the name of Jesus. says that Mary, Jesus' mother, pondered all these things about him and treasured them up in her heart. No one treasures up and ponders a child like a mother, except the Lord, who all you mothers here, all you women here, the Lord treasures you and ponders you more than anyone. So Lord Jesus, for each mother here, whether spiritual or biological, we pray that they will be increasingly aware of how much you treasure them and ponder them and let them find great satisfaction in who they are as daughters and children of you. And Lord Jesus, I pray that those things that you have treasured up in them and pondered in them, that you've placed there that maybe they aren't aware of, amazing gifts, amazing abilities, amazing callings, and maybe they haven't fully stepped into those things yet, that you will bring those things to fruition in them. And Lord, they have treasured and pondered things about their own children. Maybe those children don't even know how much their mothers ponder and treasure them. And maybe that they feel that their children have things in them that they haven't yet seen come into fruition. And so I pray that those things that these mothers have pondered and treasures in their children would come into fruition, would come into being in their children. Let them find great joy seeing those things come about through your power, Lord, in Jesus' name. God, we praise you for the understanding and the insight, the revelation of the mother, mother voice, the spiritual mother voice in the apostolic revival kingdom culture, like New Testament culture, like you've cultivated and you've started and you've, you've, uh, you've blessed us with here at New Song Church. We, we praise you and we thank you, God, on this, our 27th birthday as a church, our 27th birthday today, Mother's Day, 1995 that uh, down through these years, there's always been a mother imprint, a mother blessing, a mother voice. And we, we, we thank you for that. And we thank you for the future voice, mother voice that will be in our midst. And we thank you for the one that is now. We bless the mothers in our midst, those listening at home, those here. We pray they will always feel your encouragement. You'd answer all of their prayers above and beyond what they ask for if, and even imagine you'd keep their family safe and in good health. God, and we, we bless them and thank you for them in Jesus Christ's name. Cause them to have abundance in Jesus in every way. Amen. Oh, Diane was just telling me as we're closing, the end just was closing, but as she turned to her to look back on her right and her left, she saw a wall of strength. And that's beautiful. Women are strong. They're strong in their femininity and their motherhood. So, amen. Lord, a hand for motherhood. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. 
We honor you. We appreciate you. We thank you, all you moms. We have a rose for each of you. Please uh, come and let us give you a rose and shake your hand. God bless you as you go. Thanks, everyone, for being with us today. If you need prayer for healing, you need prayer for anything, body, soul, or spirit, there will be a pastoral care team up here in the front on my left to minister to you. God bless you. Amen.